What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first ever bonus episode of Press YYZ. This is normally your one-stop shop where we bring you all the best video game news and discussion with a new, uniquely Canadian twist. You can find us on Twitter at Press YYZ, where we appreciate any feedback you may have. I'm your host for today, Mitch George, joined today by our resident head of HR, Nathan McInerney. How you doing, bud? Hey, how's it going? I'm glad to be here. We've also got Cozy with us on the ones and twos, hanging out in the background. How you doing, Cozy? Hello. I won't speak much this episode. <laughs> it's all good. So this week we're doing something a little different. Uh, this is your chance to get to know your hosts a little better. So I am going to do my darndest to help you get to know our host, Nathan McInerney. Ooh. This is a surprise. I did not know about this. <laughs> I th Yeah, I thought we discussed the format of this before. Are you just doing a bit? Uh, yeah, I'm doing a bit. It, it was a bit. It's okay, not cool. a bit anymore. <laughs> I was just making sure because we didn't talk that much before we decided to do this in, on a whim today. So just wanted to make sure. No, it's all good. Um, I'm hearing that we're supposed to talk about Xbox achievements. Uh, that's what somebody's tuned in for. Uh, I actually don't know what achievements are. So this is going to be an awkward conversation. Yeah, you've tuned into the wrong show there, bud. So before we get started, I've got a, so I've got a list of questions I want to ask you to get let our fans know who you are as a gamer. But before we get into that, you want to just give us a bit of a spiel as to who is Nathan, why does Nathan game, how did we end up here today, things um, like that. Wow, I want to be careful because I don't want to dwell potentially into your questions because they're completely a mystery to me. That's okay. I can always skip them. Yeah. Um, well. Nathan's a 38-year-old father of three, married, uh, lives in London, Ontario. I've got three boys who love gaming. Um, actually, my we were having a family round of Mario Kart, which I sit out now. My wife plays with my three boys last night because um, I'm too good for them, and I beat them every single time. So my wife plays. It's a bit better competition. But my just-turned-five-year-old is now beating my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old and my wife uh oh and i guess we have the next nathan on our hands when it comes to gaming yeah he's uh and i'm like he's not even doing the boosts off the ramps or slide like sliding he's beating them without actually playing at full potential right now oh god once he learns those tricks he might be challenging you i know what household crown this is why i don't play smash with my kids because i don't like to lose are they better than you at smash yeah for the record, I'm not oh, good man. at Smash. Now put PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale in front of me, and then you got a separate conversation. That's a masterpiece. Okay, that's not a, I have a platinum in that game. It's not a very good game, just it, so you know. It's a masterpiece. Whatever. <laughs> so, Nathan, London, Ontario, me, Mitch, living in Toronto, how did this end up happening? Like, you and I kind of have a bit of history before we even started this show. Yeah, 100%. So... Probably two years ago, we would have met at EGLX when we had the Kind of Funny meetup. Uh, it would have been two years ago this coming October. Yeah. Because I remember distinctly, so meeting up at EGLX, it was for a Kind of Funny meetup. Yeah. And Greg Miller could not stop talking about that Ghostbusters game that came out on mobile and wanting to go bust some ghosts around downtown Toronto in the snow because we had snow in October, which should be unheard of but it's not nope it was a yeah it was weird i was gonna say it's funny too because i didn't actually go to eglx i just showed up for the meetup mm. and ended up standing next to you in line while we waited for them to let us into the the, the uh restaurant we were at yeah the and shark we just got to talking uh shark club, shark club shout yeah. out shark club young and dundas downtown toronto maybe we'll get to go there when okay we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic I don't know when it's going to release, so hopefully at some point we'll get to go back there, but who knows when that may be. It's very true. <laughs> um, so where was I? Yeah, so we just got we got to talking. You mentioned, you know, you write for ps4blog.net. You're, you're reviewing some PlayStation games, and I thought that was real cool. Uh, and yeah, we just sort of started. We, we hung out there that night, and then we met up again the next year at... I guess the CNE was first. Were you at the CNE no, or were I, you just at EGLX? I was just at EGLX this year. Uh, skipped the CNE. Um, I couldn't do both events. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, but we, I came to EGLX for the day. We got to have the meetup with Greg. But during the day after we had the kind of funny. No, we didn't. No, sorry. We didn't have the meetup with no, Greg. No, we didn't. Uh, we had <laughs> we the, tried to have a meetup with Greg. Sorry. We had the meetup with Adam Boys. 
Uh, you got Adam or shout out to Justin in front of the show who got you and him. I think it was got Adam boys to show up, right? Yeah. We were, uh, we happened yeah. to run into him when he was in the room and we're like, I was like, is that Adam boys? And he's like, yeah, I think that's Adam boys. So we called him out and he came out and he had had a photo op with us. And we mentioned that uh, Greg was, we we're trying to get Greg to come to this party. And he happened to message Justin later asking about where the party is going to be. So we're like, well, we think it's here. We don't know if Greg's coming. And he ended up showing up, and Greg didn't. So what do you do? It was a great time, though. Really happy to have him come. Yeah, no, we had a we had a great time. That was a, a great night, and that's sort of where the idea for Kind of Funny Toronto was born. Mm-hmm. Right? It was you and me. We just figured we should have somewhere for Toronto Kind of Funny fans to congregate. And that's how that came to be. And out of that came this podcast. So we figured, hey, let's have the two matriarchs of Kind of Funny Toronto get together, have a bit of a powwow, and just help our viewers and listeners get to know one of our hosts a little better. Now, I feel bad. this week, it's you. Oh, hold on a quick second. Matriarchs? Patriarchs. Yeah. With a P. Yeah. I was going to say patriarchs would be a more appropriate. I tried using a smart person word. I should not have done that. I apologize. (laughs) Um, yeah, <laughs> we're no. motherly figures to everybody. What are you talking about, Cozy? I was gonna say I feel bad because as much as we're co-founders, you're pretty much running the entire account on your own. <laughs> I, I'm not contributing I would love some very help. well. <laughs> Honestly, there's not that much to do. It's um, like it, it's great we have that Facebook community, and you help me you help me out with that. Mm-hmm. The Twitter stuff I manage, and it's not the end of the world. It's just another account to manage because I also manage the Press YYZ Twitch account, so it's no big deal. Yes, um, I, I always feel bad because I'm like, oh, Mitch is doing so much, and I'm, and I'm just like, I want to do more, I want to do more, but then I'm like, I got kids and I got other stuff going on, and I'm sorry. You got kids, man. Uh, you got kids. You got kids. priorities. I, I don't, so it's okay. I have my lovely fiance, who I still look forward to marrying at some point in 2020 when all this craziness subsides. Is she into uh, Animal that, Crossing had... yet? Okay, this. This is going to be a bit of a time capsule because we actually don't know when this episode's coming out. But That's fair. At, at this point, she's actually we're actually not living together because when the pandemic mm-hmm. struck, I didn't have a proper workstation mm. for uh, so I can I work from a laptop day to day. But for her work, she has uh, dual monitors and it's a desktop PC. Uh, she is working from home, thankfully, doesn't have to go to the office. But I didn't have the space to set her up in my apartment right now. Yep. So she's actually working from her parents and. I've been going through the process of getting everything together so she can work from here and hopefully over the next couple of weeks from when this is being recorded, not from when it's releasing, because who knows when, um, we'll, we'll be together again. But yeah, it's been a, been a bit of a rough isolation just from that respect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's kind of like one of those double-edged swords because you're not with somebody and you're like, you want to be with somebody. And then like I'm with five people and I'm like, I just need a break. Yeah, and there's there's no there's no middle ground when it comes to this. You are where you are, and you're there until we return to some level of normalcy at the yeah. end of all this. But thankfully, having this show and having a great group of guys to get together with once a week and chat about our Animal Crossing adventures, much to Cozy's chagrin, as well as a number of other things, has been a real sort of... Uh, it's It's been a great point of focus for me. Mm-hmm. outside of my nine to five at work to have something else to do, which has been great other than just sitting in front of my TV playing games or reading one of the books behind me or um, what else do I do? That's about it mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, consume some content, but it's, it's nice to have a, a creative outlet going through all this. And I'm glad to, to have you gentlemen along for the, uh, along for the ride. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we jump into some questions and we can go from there? Sure. Yeah. And uh, I've, so I've prepared some questions for today. If anyone watching us live at twitch.tv slash press YYZ has anything they want to contribute to the conversation, other than some terrible questions from any of our other co-hosts who may or may not be in chat, well, I'll be sure to bring those up with Nathan as this show goes on. Perfect. So first, first one's a biggie. And... For any of these, if you're not sure what you want to say, skip. We can come back to it or we can just forget about it. All right. A couple of them are, are gimmies. And I'm starting with uh, the cream of the crop. Favorite game of all time? 
<sighs> this is such a hard question whenever you're asked because you yes, always feel like your favorite game switches as time goes on. And it's always like, is it that new recent thing or is it that old thing when I played when I was a kid? Um, okay, so let, let me ref- what is your favorite game at the moment? At the moment? And historically, what is your favorite game? Game, game series, genre, if you can't limit it to that. So, yeah, no. um, Okay, so my favorite game right now, uh, this is going to be a shock, but I'm just going to put it out there. Not in the slightest. Animal Crossing. (laughs) Of course it's Animal Crossing. Um, (laughs) What's the hour count at right now as of this recording? 245, I believe. That's almost as many as I've put into Pokemon, and that's been out for like four months longer. Um, I am hopelessly addicted to it and i don't know what it is they got you hook line and sinker i don't know what it is either <laughs> I, I like this is a game that with my wife she loves animal crossing she's played the ds one she's played the 3ds one um and i've always been like i don't get it i don't get it i uh, like it's not for me and then come thursday night it unlocks at midnight on our switches we start playing it and I was like, I'll give it a try. Cause you like it. And I know people are going to be playing it. So I want to give it the college try, but it probably won't last long. And then a month later, and I've put in that much time into it and I'm staying, I was up till three 30 in the morning trying to catch chars last night. Uh, why? So I can have the models to give to CJ. Why? Because I love it. So, I mean, I, I've been playing it as well, but I've gotten to a point where I'm just, I'm going in, I'm doing my daily activities. So I find my fossils, collect my fruit. I think I collected my fruit today. I hope I did. Um, check out the shops and, and that's it. I, I balance at that point. I'm not super into the collecting the fish, collecting the bugs. I get the appeal mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy how a game, you've ne- a series you've never touched has just hopelessly taken over your entire life. I've never put this... Like, I can't even remember the last game. I'm not into games of services, and because I review games, I normally flip from game to game very quickly. I don't have time to spend in... uh, Typically, I don't have time to just spend in one game because I'm bouncing around. But something about Animal Crossing has me come up. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I get the Switch out, and I like check to see what's in the shop, and I see what's um, going on. Like, into everything you said... I do, but then I want to go on trips and I want to get the gold and I want to get uh, like, I, I have a set of gold armor now that I walk around in. I just made a um, knight armor. I've got a full knight armor set up that um, you're a crazy person about this game. This yeah. is insane. So, and it's been a long time since I felt this way about a game and for a game that I never yeah. thought I'd really be interested in at all. So it's just a surprise to me, like how much I've fallen in love with this game. Like it by far has eclipsed anything I've played on the switch by like five or six times the amount. Maybe. Okay. So that maybe Mario no, Odyssey. No, it's, it's beaten Mario Odyssey. I a hundred percent of Mario Odyssey, but there's no way I put more than a hundred hours into that. I was going to say that's like 80, 90 hours. If you're, if you're following a guide or anything like that, if you're doing it on your own, it might be, it might go over a hundred, but it's not going to get anywhere near the numbers you've put into animal crossing. So that that's your game of the moment. Yeah. Now, historically, to the best of your knowledge, this could change. Like, I'm not holding you yeah. to, oh, you said it was this now, and it's this in six months. I don't care. If, if the first game that comes to mind when I say favorite game of all time, what is it? So I'm going to say Breath of the Wild for Super Nintendo. Or not Breath of the Wild. Uh, Breath of Fire. Yeah. Breath of the Wild wins! No. You heard it. It's on record. Damn it's it. on the record. It's not. I win. Uh, Breath of Fire for Super Nintendo. Okay. Uh, Breath of Fire 2 specifically. Um, I was a big RPG uh, fan when I was a kid. And it was something that I didn't really understand at first. I actually found my first RPG. It was uh, Final Fantasy uh, Legend 3 for Game Boy on the ground when I was walking home from school one day. And I never played a game like it before. Um, I put it in and I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. I got to the first boss of the game and I'm like... I don't, I can't win. I can't win. I actually called one of those Nintendo power lines. I got my parents permission until I called them and they're like, you just need to beat him. <laughs> like there's no special trick. It's <laughs> you got to get good kid. You got to, like, come on. You got to understand how the game works. It was pretty much, um, and I kind of fell in love with the genre after that as I started like understanding more and more about it. Um, the F- final fantasy legend three was actually, it's not a secret of mana game. It's a tales game. I believe that they put the final fantasy name on. 
that sounds right. They did Square did a bunch of weird stuff like that back in the day. Yeah, um, so it's a Tales game, but they put the Final Fantasy name on them. Uh, I believe that's for two and three. Legend one was a com- a Legend of Mana game, I think. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Anyway, Breath of Fire two is what you were talking about. Yeah, Breath of Fire two. So that's how I fell in love with <laughs> RPGs. Um, okay. But Breath of Fire 2 just had everything when I was a kid. Like, it took the first Breath of Fire, which I really enjoyed. It added, um, you could combine characters and actually create brand new characters by combining them. So, you could take your party members and actually physically fuse them into the same character. Like, into one character. And you could do this to result in, like, another, like, 30... That might be high, but, like, 15 different party members that you could add with different abilities. And uh, through this fusing process... Uh, there was a town building um, sim part of it too, which was really cool. Um, and then my favorite part was the story itself because it gripped you. And do you remember Xenosaga when it was out on PlayStation? Do you remember that game? So I got my PS1 when I was nine or 10. Okay. So and you and only owned Spider Man. 101 Dalmatians and the Grinch and a couple of Dragon Ball games. So, yeah, so I'm I, not the I'm not the historian when it comes to the PlayStation generation. Okay. So I said Xenosaga. I meant Xenogears. But when Xenogears came out on the PlayStation 1, it was met by huge criticism because of the story and how it treated religion in the story. Okay. Breath of Fire 2 did that 10 to 15 years beforehand. Not even a word. I don't want just to, less coverage. Just less coverage. Less people know what video games were. Nobody's playing them. Like, um, and now this this is a game that's available on the SNES um, online app for the Switch, right? Yes. Yeah. I think the first and the second one are both in there, right? I'd have to confirm. I think the second one is for sure. I don't know about the first one. I, I was in there the other day. I thought I remember seeing them both there, but either way, I think that's knowing it's something that means a lot to you. It's something I want to go back and try. Yeah, because uh, I like when I was in, when I was a kid, I had my SNES. It was just whatever games I inherited, and then I went out and bought the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, the game, oh, yep, and yep. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Fighting Edition were the only uh, games I added to my collection as a kid. Both phenomenal uh, for a kid who was addicted to Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, but there wasn't any anything to that ilk. Like everything was platformers, racing, fighting, simpler stuff. I never really got deep into RPGs as a kid. Yeah, and that's one that I definitely want to go back and check out. It, it's a really good one. It's one that's not talked about a lot. So it was funny. I was reading. Um, IGN did a top ranking for RPGs a little while back. Yeah, um, I saw that last week or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when we did that. Uh, but I read it when it came out, and it's funny because they had Breath of Fire one ahead of Breath of Fire two, and they said Breath of Fire one uh, because it's got it's the first in the series, and the first one's always better than the sequels. And I'm like, nobody's played this game. Who wrote whatever recap they did? They know it needs to be on the list, but they don't have any content. They don't to know actually, why. Yeah, they don't know why it needs to be on the list. And Breath of right. Fire Two um, is just—it's one of those games that where I'm afraid I'm afraid people go, will go back to now, and it's not going to age well, like old turn-based RPGs, because it's going to feel slower. It doesn't s- speed up. Um, so, but if you're going to talk favorite game of all time, that's always the one that slips into my head. So, okay. So that's definitely one I'm going to go back and check out. Okay, moving on. Yep. Who or what got you into video games originally in the first place? So my parents didn't get us video games when I was a kid. Um, I would get a few PC games that were all text-based occasionally. Uh, PC dork. PC dork, yep. Running on my XT through DOS. Uh, (sighs) C command prompt and... uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember my DOS commands anymore. Um, but that it was before Windows was on computers. I had to use yeah. five and a half inch floppy disks to load them in. And uh, Oh, I miss those. Uh, but back when the save button was more than just a save button, it actually meant something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I moved to a, a street in Thunder Bay, Hamilton Avenue. Uh, my parents had just moved us there. And I met this kid named Patrick on my street. Um, and Patrick had a, super, or a Nintendo Entertainment System. And on it, he was a brother. Uh, Phil was playing Mega Man. Uh, Mega Man 2, actually. Oh. so That's a good introduction to video games for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's so a classic. That's the first video game I can like remember physically seeing. I'm sure I saw them in arcades and occasionally walking by in a bowling alley or something. But that's the first 
visceral memory I have of games. And I, I tried it and I was like, I, let's be honest, it was my first time touching a controller. I was not good at Mega Man 2. That's a hard ass game. Um, oh, I, I still can't beat it. Uh, but I got the I got the itch for it, um, and I told my parents I wanted it in Nintendo Entertainment System, and they're like, I don't know, it's a lot of money, so they told me I had to go get a job. So I was eight; they weren't going to buy I was it for say, me. What age was this? Uh, so I got a newspaper route when kids were still able to do newspaper routes at eight. I was dragging the papers. Um, I went to Zeller's after I got a few paychecks in and Ooh, bought my first Zellers. Nintendo Enter- Entertainment System with a check. Came with a copy of Super Mario Brothers you, you, Three. You bought it with a check. Check. You, they still took checks at the time. I mean, they still do at grocery stores, which is kind of weird. Yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we went to Zellers. We got Super Mario Brothers Three with it. Um, and right. uh, yeah, uh, it it kind of all starts from there. Going right back to the beginning. Very yeah. nice. So I need to know what's a game you thought you'd love that you actually hated. Resident Evil Four, cool, yeah. Just uh, couldn't couldn't jive with the controls, or was it the story? The it wasn't zombies. What what was it that didn't quite click for you? So I was excited about Resident Evil Four because I so I tried Resident Evil Three when I got my PlayStation because I was late to the PlayStation. I was a Nintendo sixty four kid, um, and I was like, I'm a Nintendo kid. I'm going to stay a Nintendo kid. And then the RPGs didn't come to Nintendo sixty four at all. They nope. all went to PlayStation. So I got into <laughs> yeah, PlayStation did. a little bit later, uh, <laughs> a little bit later when uh, it came it, it came out. So I was like, I, there's a bunch of games I need to catch up on. So one of the first games I bought was Resident Evil 3 Nemesis because I kept hearing was it about still the Was it still the fat PlayStation or was it the PS1 revision? No, it was the fat PlayStation. Fat PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't get my PS. I didn't get my PlayStation until I until it was the PS1. So the, the smaller revision, which is nice, but I would like when I was a kid, we didn't get we didn't get stuff right away. Yeah. No, nope, I guess it was. So uh, I was probably about 20 ish. I just moved to London at that point uh, from Thunder Bay. So I had my own uh, my own income. I was making my own money. I was living at my parents. house still. So lots of disposable income. So I bought the PlayStation. I bought like seven or eight games. And one of them that sticks out is Resident Evil 3 because it just, I started playing it and the tank controls and Nemesis coming after me. And it just didn't feel fun to play. I know they say those games are scarier because of the controls, but I think that's an excuse. Like for Well, you said it was Resident Evil 4 you didn't like. Did you so, mean 3? No, no. So Resident Evil 3 is the game that, so when Resident Evil 4 comes out and I see the pictures of it for GameCube, yeah, and it's going to be not tank controls anymore. It's going to be uh, over the shoulder uh, camera. It was. They were still kind of tanky. They were, and that was part of the problem. I was expecting something new coming into that game, and I think it feeling better. And there's still people to this day who are, um, who like and like most people say Resident Evil Four is a masterpiece. And for me, I couldn't get over the fact that I couldn't run and shoot at the same time. Like every time I want to shoot, I had to stop and. Like it did a lot of yeah. cool things, but then I remember there's like a guy who runs out of the nowhere and with a chainsaw in his hand and just saws your head off. Um, my roommate at the time was better than me in that game, um, and I just like I just couldn't jive with it. It was one of those things where I bought it day one. I wasn't going to, and I was like, you know what? It's getting great reviews. This is it. I'm gonna try it. I think this is gonna be it. It looks and it just couldn't click. Okay, that's that's interesting. I have some differing opinions about Resident Evil 4, but that isn't a conversation for today. Today is all about you, and we will move on. And I already know the answer to the next question. We will not stay on it very long. You can just say it. We're moving on. What is a game that everyone else seems to like that you don't? Oh. Um, I, I already know the answer. Oh, this is a tough you one. You don't have to dwell on it. No, it's not. I know what you're going to say. Just say oh, it. Oh, we'll it's Breath of the Wild. There it is. Cool. You know... Yeah. Like, and look, I get people like Breath of the Wild. And I'm not sure what it is because I play it. I played it and I'm like, this just isn't what I want in a Zelda game. Uh, like, uh, and I know lots of Zelda fans. Fair. Who played, That's fair. Played all the old ones, like really fell in love with it. And for me, it's just like, I don't want breaking weapons. And I miss the old dungeons. And I like when Link to the Past or, or Link, Link's Awakening came out. That was my jam. I like used to speed run that game as a kid before I knew what speed running was. Uh, I try to make it through as quickly as I could. And um, just something with Breath of the Wild. I would play Skyward Sword over Breath of the Wild. 
you're wrong. I do not agree with anything you just said, but we can move on. Okay. So have you ever pretended to be sick to get out of work or school to play a game? No. Uh, that's something that I've never done. Okay. What is the origin of your gamer tag, PSN, ID, whatever you want to call it? Uh, so I need This allows one. you to pimp your stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my PSN is the underscore NMAC. Uh, I used to work for a company called Lids. I think I can name my companies. Uh, but Lids, the hat, the hat store? Yeah, I was actually uh, one of the first managers when they came to Canada. Huh. Uh, I, I managed, did not know that. I opened the London, Ontario store in Masonville. Uh, it was like I like trip. hats. So yeah, I've got 130 of them upstairs. Jesus. Uh, yeah, okay. that's what my wife would say. Um, there's like two bins of them. Uh, I collected quite a few hats over the years, um, but because we did custom embroidery, we had to custom embroider something on our hats. So uh, yeah. I didn't put the NMAC. I'd always put NMAC on my hats. So and then when I went to select my PlayStation ID for the first time, I was like NMAC, and I'm like taken. Because I wasn't, I didn't get a PlayStation Taken or 3. too short? Too, could have been either it or. It may have Maybe. been too short. Could have been too short. I, like, I was a few years late. I got the PS3, I think, a year and a half after it came out. So, who knows? That's about when I got I got mine. So, I got I got mine just as they were discontinuing the MotorStorm bundle, where it came with the 80 gig PS3 that was still backwards compatible with the PS2. So, the one that had the PS2 hardware in it. And that's yep. sitting somewhere in storage. And I, I, I went, I, my parents, I was just like, I have to get this before that's no longer a feature. Like, let's go, let's do it. And they caved, but yeah, that's uh, just how it worked out. Yeah, no, I had a fat one with backwards compatibility and it was getting the yellow light of, air, yellow light of death on it. So yeah. we took it to a guy to have the thermal paste redone on it and it fixed it. Um, and this was just after we had Parker. So it would have been nine years ago-ish, I want to say. Sure. Um, so after that, uh, he's basically, if you did it once for him, he'd just fix it lifetime for you after that. That's nice. So my wife took it back to him when we were having the problem again. The problem was she put it in the bottom of the stroller and walked it over because we only had one car at the time. She uh -oh. didn't put it in a plastic bag. She didn't do anything. And this was just after it had rained and there was muck. And it basically, he got it there and he's like, it's just filled with mud and water. I can't do anything for oh. it now. So I lost all my saves. Uh, was not so a PS. Sad. Yeah, I was not a PS Plus guy yet. I joined PS Plus and stayed with PS Plus after they gave the free, um, free subscription after cloud the saves. outage. Yeah. So oh, then I yeah, got cloud the, the saves. Great PSN outage. Yeah, when the great PSN outage happened, um, that's I stayed on after that when that was part of their welcome back package. Because right. um, I was enjoying what I was getting with the program. Um, so and then I got cloud saves and then I didn't have to worry about it. But yeah, that's something that um, happened. Okay. For you personally, yep. what is the greatest console or handheld of all time? Uh, the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. We don't have to elaborate. It's the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think if you're looking back at a perfect system and a system that the games hold up no matter when you play them, I feel like the Super Nintendo is it. It's beautiful sprite work. Um, it's better than the NES because, like, as much as I love the NES, the games still feel old a lot of the times when you go back and play them, where the Super For Nintendo sure. ones felt evolved. And um, if you try to go back and play N64 or uh, PS1 games, they don't feel great. Even when I got PS2 and I went back to play PS1 games, I'm like, I can hardly tell what's going on. The textures are blocky. Like, there's, oh, like, there's no textures. It's just, yeah. like, polygons. Um, yep. No. It's so. not as bad as the Atari, but it gets it. It, it definitely shows its age going back. Mm -hmm. What is the best weapon you've ever used in a video game? I don't know the name of it, but my favorite weapons were out of Final Fantasy X. Any of the ultimate weapons, which unlocked um, all of the abilities, it reduced um, all of the magic spells to like one point, and you could do multiple castings of them. Basically, turned your people on your team into like supermen, and you would cast spells over and over again at essentially no cost so some so of them I've were never, a pain to get but they're worth it i've never finished final fantasy 10 i bought it for the switch i am committed to eventually maybe getting through that game some of the games like final fantasy 10 has its issues i don't love um blitzball i think blitzball is the worst thing in final fantasy some people really like it i don't get it 
Uh, most people don't like Blitzball, but um, so like for that reason, like you have to do all the Blitzball games to get one of your ultimate weapons. I'm like, I'm not getting that ultimate weapon, but the ones <laughs> I did get, um, like I had to dodge lightning 200 times and I probably spent hours in my room pressing X over and over and over again. Uh, and then getting to like 197, 198 and then getting hit by the lightning. Um, trying to get these weapons, uh, and, but yeah. it was completely worth it. So I probably put 150 hours into that game. Still less than Animal Crossing. Yep. Have you ever had to stop playing a game because it was just too scary? So I'm going to let you in on a secret. I don't love scary games. Dude, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I'm, avoid them. Straight up. I, I'm a bit of a Freddy cat. Um, I get them for review and I play them for review when I get them. But I'm not typically a big fan of the, scare, of the spookies, uh, typically. <laughs> The Spookies is no fun. I'm with you on that one. Has a game ever made you cry? Yeah. Uh, if I had to think of an example, no, but it's definitely happened. God damn it. I wanted the example. Uh, I wanted you to, to, I wanted to bring yeah. back the feels, but that's that's okay. okay. No, there's games. Uh, I'm an emotional person, and I think um, a lot of guys specifically who are like, oh, you don't cry. I'm like, you know what? I cry when I need to cry. I'm emotional. I, like that thing, like stuff can get to me. Um Dude, I'm I admitted very... to the internet last night that a fireworks show made me cry. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like a hundred percent, I get emotional. I get emotional when I watch, like, when like sad things happen on TV. Sometimes, um, I think it's gotten worse as I've gotten older, especially since I've had kids. When I see something that's involving kids, I was gonna say, yeah, did kids have yeah, impact that? Uh, I'm like, I just can't imagine people, um, uh, like kids struggling and like you want to give them everything you can and sometimes you can't so anyways that has nothing to do with games but it, it, it works out multiplayer or single player games what's the preference so, single player for sure okay uh, i dabble in multiplayer when you dabble in multiplayer co-op yep. or pvp what's your preference pvp probably like the most I'm not a good co-oper. Uh, I'll often go into Lone Wolf. I started back when War, War, World of Warcraft came out. I would just play by myself, and I get to level 20, I get bored, and I try again, and I get to level 20 <laughs> with a new character, and I get bored. Yeah. Um, and I was never a big uh, like party up with people, and even nowadays, I'm still not great at it. Um, like, I spot Overwatch because they added a deathmatch mode, where I could just play by myself in a deathmatch. <laughs> Um, and I enjoyed a bit of the team stuff, but I got to be honest, the deathmatch mode was where I was like, this is really fun. This is kind of what I want out of that. You just lone, lone wolf out there looking for them kills. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't think I'm a good teammate when it comes to game. Now that being said, uh, I'm enjoying the multiplayer and animal crossing quite a bit. So maybe that will convert me. We'll have to wait and see. Speaking yep. of animal crossing, what is the single longest gaming session you've ever had? So start to finish, did not move from a single spot, no bathroom break, no water, nothing. What is the longest you have sat on your butt, looking at a screen, playing a game? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> There's the first one. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's happened. I've never been like where I won't get up and where I won't stop. Probably playing like, there's been games where I've been close oh. to the end and I've just wanted to keep going to like okay. get to the end point of it. Just for, forget what I said about bathroom breaks or whatever. Like everyone has to pee. So like yeah. to the best of your knowledge, what is the longest continual gaming session you've had? Probably like one of the Uncharted games would be my guess. Cause it's How like long? a movie and I what, kept, what was the time time count? What do you think? Six or seven hours. That's, like uh, nothing, that's something, nothing too crazy though. It's nothing like crazy as you hear people going like I played 14 hours or I played like for 24 hours straight. I that don't sounds think unhealthy. Through the, yeah, that does sound unhealthy, um, especially but, at your age. I am pretty old now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Older than me, I just have to make fun of it. I'm sorry. But 10 yeah, years my senior. It's true. Uh, You're what I will old. be in 10 years. I only I hope gotta, I am you in 10 years. Well, hopefully, uh, slightly more attractive than me. I was going to say uh, slightly more hair, but. Same yeah, thing. well, that too. Although my wife actually likes uh, men with no hair. That worked out well for me. Absolutely, so. yeah. I'm a little worried. My dad's uh, on the cusp, so I don't know if that if I inherited that, my uh, my locks may not be around as long as I Be might like. Believe it or not, I used to have frosted tips. I need to see a picture of that. 
um, or no blonde highlights. It wasn't frosted tips. I, I used to put blonde highlights in my hair when I was in my early twenties. Either um, way, we need to see pictures or it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where was I? If video games no longer existed, what would you do? What would, what, how would you spend your time? If there weren't video games, I'd probably watch more TV and get back into like, like shows. Um, I find myself getting into shows like I love Ozark and I've watched seasons one and two and season three came out. I watched the first episode and then, but I want to play Animal Crossing more than I want to watch Ozark. Um, That's comics again. Yeah. I have a whole shelf of comics right here. Um, And it's just, you're like, things compete for your time. Of course. Like in the medium, it's about competing for time. Um, And I I tried getting back into reading comics a little while ago and just you only have so much time in the day i mean having a family too like that's that's a significant commitment right between your wife and your your kids right and we don't do this full time so you also have jobs you have to do (laughs) oh yeah um so yeah no it would probably be a little more tv movies and uh definitely reading comics again um i love comics i love dc comics i've been a green lantern fan for pretty much most of my life my parents got me Superman comics when Superman died. I have the first Superman 75, the first one where he died. Um, but then there was a Green Lantern follow-up episode, and that was my introduction to Green Lantern, and I kind of fell in love with his character. Yeah. And then soon afterwards, uh, Kyle Rayner came in as the new GL, and that's kind of where like I started following the series. I was like, It, it gave you a jumping-off jumping point. point. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, comics. I'd love to get it, that. It's, fun, it's funny you say that. Two things I have in my apartment right now. One is sitting framed waiting to be hung. And it is a pop art of GL with the the Creed in in Brightest Day and Blackest Night. Okay. Blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 blah. And the one of the only comic books I own is the graphic novelization of Death of Superman that came packed in with the Blu-ray yep. of the movie Death of Superman. That's sitting behind me here. Yep. And I, I only know that because I... Inside baseball, the, the desk I'm at right now was not here yesterday. I had to move that bookshelf from where I'm sitting. So I had to empty everything, move it, and then reload it. So I literally know where everything is in there now, which is kind of nice. And uh, that Death of Superman comic is one of them. Yeah. It, like, it's not it's not worth anything, but um, Death of Superman. Too, too many people bought it. Like, comics, they're not, they can't be worth anything anymore because people buy them. Well, this was also something. a reprint so. years later with a movie. So it doesn't, it, it's something just to be enjoyed. Yeah. I found myself trying to consume yep. more digital comics. So for those of you who are in yep. Toronto proper, you can actually, with your Toronto Public Library card, subscribe to a bunch of on demand services. And one of them offers free comic Ooh. rentals or uh, you can borrow comic books. So I read the whole uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle run. I read the okay, okay. Power Ranger bat. Was it Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles? I want to say that yeah, crossover. There was a Power Rangers and Justice. League that was the one. The Power Rangers crossover. Justice League crossover. Yeah, I, I got yeah. my universes confused. So I read all that through there. It's it's kind of nice. I I gotta while we're socially isolating, I gotta get back to that. That's something I haven't done enough of is read comics. I want to get through and read uh, the Power Rangers comics. I started. That. I I have read. I think 20 or so issues and they're phenomenal. Like I grew up a Power Rangers kid and this stuff is just, it's so good. Yeah. I want to say I'm 15 issues in. I, I was probably a little too old when Power Rangers came out, but I fell in love with it for a few years before I aged out yeah. of it and then came back to it many years that later. That sort of happened to me, um, me too, so where I grew up on it, aged out of it around maybe 11, 10, 11, and then got mm-hmm. back into it as yep. an adult just for the, the campy pop, culture nature of the of the genre or of the series yep 100 percent. favorite song from a video game favorite song from a video game theme song honestly um probably one of the songs in tony hawk those are licensed songs that's such a cop-out i know it, it is a cop-out but that's honestly where i got a lot of my music preferences from that I that like I listen to now. I was introduced into so many genres of music that I really wasn't listening to at the time, and like bands because of what was on those soundtracks. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I was I was a little young for Tony Hawk to shape my musical taste. It did to an extent. For me, the big push for that mm-hmm. was Rock Band. Yep. 
rock band shaped who I am musically for yeah. the rest of my life. It's kind of, well, Guitar Hero slash Rock Band. It was all around the same time. Those plastic yep. instruments changed my life, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like that question. I don't really like that question. Ah, oh, this one's fun. And this is one your wife your wife's not going to like to hear. Okay. Oh, she's she's not she's upstairs. She's probably well, playing Animal Crossing. What is the so game you spent the most money on? Borderlands 3? Just having bought the DLC, I guess? Yeah, like I bought the big extended version was like 130 bucks. I, I typically don't spend a lot of money on games. Um I I've become mostly a digital collector for the past since the Vita came out. I've been all digital for the PS4. I've been all digital for my Switch, all digital for uh, the Vita. Um, no microtransaction so, models hooked you and, and caught you no, up as a No, I've never been... No, I've, I've never fallen for any of the microtransaction things. Um, I'll occasionally, if I like the developer or I think the game's good, I like buy the... Like, get rid of ads for $5 or whatever. Yeah. I'll, and I'll throw that in. But I won't... Um, just to give the developer something. Um, but I don't really fall into that. Now... Um, my wife, on the other hand, has fa- can fall into those traps. Don't don't throw her Just under saying. the don't throw her under the bus. We're interviewing you, not your wife. Just saying, if she's gonna get mad at somebody, it's herself because she knows. Okay, who's your Smash main? Who's my Smash main? Uh, well, I'm not great at Smash. Um, it's not what I. So asked. if I had to pick a Smash main, it would be probably Fox or Falcon would be my two go-to just because they're the easy like i always found them easier to use like i played smash brothers ultimate and i beat all the classic modes for every character every time a new character comes out i beat their classic mode although i did not do that with whatever the guy's name was for fire emblem who came out he's the first one i didn't do i gotta go back and do that um byla byla thank you um i was not excited about that one at all uh more dlc's coming yeah hopefully uh give me some waluigi I just want to see Waluigi in the game at this point. Okay. I don't even know when this episode's coming out. Yep. Because who knows? Yep. So is do you think Waluigi gets into Smash? No. I know you want it, but do you think it happens? No, I don't. I, like, he's not in Mario Kart. He's, like... I mean, technically he's there as an assist trophy, but I mean as a fighter. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think... Like, he obviously Sakurai knows that people want him and nintendo knows people want him and they still continue to ignore him they've seen the memes they know what's out there and maybe they don't think they can make him a compelling fighter or whatever it is um uh, goku cannot be in smash brothers maybe superman can because he's better than goku anyways um superman's not a video game character at least goku's a video game character superman's been in lots of video games name me one good superman game that wasn't injustice or injustice too uh, the Death and Return of Superman on the Super Nintendo. It was excellent. It was a side scrolling beat em up. They all were back then. Every licensed game was a side scrolling beat em up beat em up back in the back in but the this one was SNES good. days. So I actually played Superman sixty four. You're a monster and I hate you. Yeah, um I wanna tell you that it's as bad as everybody says it is, just to be clear. It's there's no saving grace to that game. So that's your PSA for tonight is just don't play Superman sixty four? Actually, I do suggest people play it so they can talk about how bad it is. It's one of those yeah, games where so, so, somebody at one point said that games, like, it was in a Facebook group of some sort. And they're like, no, this game's worth no money. I'm like, even Superman or Superman 64 to me is worth, like, the $5 I paid to rent it. Because now I have this as a talking point for the rest of my life as an experience as I can say. This is a bad game, and I played this game. Flying through those rings was terrible. It controlled terribly. It was just full of fog um, because I've got that point of view. Like, people put themselves into um, like into bubbles where they're like, oh, this game's not worth anything. They forget about all the people who worked on it and everybody. Like, somebody who's worked on something, no matter how bad it is. Yeah, um, you got to feel bad for anyone who, who comes out of an experience like that that cared about it. And realizes mm-hmm. it's as bad as it, or not really realizing it's as bad as everyone says it is, versus someone who comes out of it knowing they made something that was a pile of flaming dog duty, and yep. can agree with everything that everyone said because of rush deadlines or difficulties between the licensee and the developer, or the publisher, or the marketing, whatever the, whoever pushed the the buttons to say this goes out in the state that it was needs to be, no longer in the video gaming industry. Well, and those people probably aren't. Uh, like yeah, that came out guess. probably, what, 20, 18, 20, 15, 20 years ago? 
Yeah, at least it was at well, it was an N sixty four game. Cozy um, can was, fact check us if he wants. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like there's value in games that are even bad because they give you an experience of playing that game. At least Sorry, it gives you a question. talking point. What was the question? Superman sixty four release date. Okay. All right. Thanks, Cozy. Thank right. you. We will move on while he fact checks the crap out of us. Yep. I'm going to give you a 50, a, a this or that. And if okay. we, you choose one, the other one never existed. Okay. Cool. Then, yep. Hold on. Before you say that, uh, Superman 64 was released in North America on May 31st, 1999. And it was released in the EU on July 23rd, 1999. So almost 20 so 21 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost twenty. Or, yeah, yeah, almost. Almost, 20, right. almost. No, nineteen ninety nine. No, ninety nine. So. so yeah, twenty one years ago. Almost, almost like yeah. it's twenty years this year or last year. Yeah, I don't math good. <laughs> what yes. year is it? What it's day is it? Is it still March? March felt like it was three years uh, long. Yeah, well, and April's not feeling any short. No, it is not. Um, okay, so this or that? This or that? This or that? Let me. Nintendo or PlayStation? One of them exists. One of them doesn't. PlayStation. PlayStation. Really. PlayStation. Even knowing the SNES is your um, favorite console of all time, it no longer exists. You still go PlayStation. I've been a PlayStation guy for years, and I've been slow to the Wii. I've been slow to the Wii U. Everyone like was slow to the Wii Animal U. Crosses, yeah. Um, like, Animal Crossing is the most I've played on a Switch game. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love and cherish my experience. It's also 250 hours spent on a Switch game. You can't discount that. No, that's fair. Um, but I, I, w- I, at this point, would say PlayStation. Like, I'm like I'm into the achievements, I'm into everything else. Now that being said, if Nintendo, Achie- did, hey, hey, or, hey, sorry, trophies, 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 thank you, trophies over achievements any day of the week. I'm with you on that. Chat will not like that. I don't care. Yeah, no, no, sorry, trophies. Uh, I'm a trophy, not as much as cozy or uh, our cam cam guy. Yeah, Jay. our resident, our resident trophy whore. Yeah, I'm only at like, like I'm a baby compared to him. I'm at like 40, 41 trophies, uh, platinums, I think. So I'm not, I, I'm, I'm still under 15, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Next one I'm going to get on stream though. Twitch.tv slash press YYZ. I hope will be my final fantasy seven remake. Ooh. Platinum. Excellent. Yeah. We'll see if that comes to fruition before or after this show goes live. All right. All right. Moving on. Favorite video game villain. Favorite video game villain. Um, there's so many good ones to pick. I haven't played remake yet, but Sephiroth was always one of those villains that got to me. Um, when are you thinking about getting to remake? When I have a little spare cash. So that's a good call. It's yeah, a, with, it's an expensive investment. Any of these video yeah, games are expensive investments. With with the climate we're in right now, just um, I, I live in a I work in a job that's still in sales. Um, so they half my team was laid off a few weeks ago. So we want to make sure that um, that I'm not going to be laid off, and who knows? So um, I might come a little late to that one on the party. Maybe once it's on sale, potentially. Yeah, it's not uh, a bad but, idea. Uh, but I will get there. No, no questions. I, I want to give it a try um, and go for it. But uh, Sephiroth, that moment. Um, I don't know how it played in remake, but everybody knows the moment. Um, I don't know the moment. I've only played remake. So, well, the moment should be early. No spoilers. There are moments. I don't know what moment you're referring to, and I'm not going to let you tell me because I don't want you to spoil that game for me or our listeners. Yeah, so I'll leave it at that. I won't spoil a (laughs) 20-year-old game. I appreciate that very much. And I think one of our hosts, Alex, has finished it, and he bought physical like a crazy person. So if Mm -hmm. I'm ever down for a long drive during the social isolation period, I could always drive that copy down to you in London, as long as we do a contactless handoff. Yeah, well, well, we can we'll, figure something out. We'll figure out. something out. Yeah, you pay for yeah. gas. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Have you ever rage quit? No. Um, I'm somebody who doesn't get angry at video games. Uh, I know a lot of people can get angry. Um, I'm a pretty patient person. Like, there, there's definitely moments in some games where I've like, oh, I can't get this, I can't get this. But I go away, and then I come back, and I I'm always better after I come back. So you've never gotten angry. You've never rage quit, but I know you already mentioned smash. Is there any other game that you feel like you're really bad at? Um, smash. Cause it's not a real fighting game is always one of those games where like, if it was a real fighting game, I'd probably be better at it. 
Um, but it's just something's not clicking in the head with that one. I always thought I'd be better at the Resident Evil games. We like we talked about that earlier, and that's just something. Uh, I just don't know why it's just never jived with me. No, and that's that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your favorite game series of all time? Ooh, um, try and think in my head. Like I love God of War. I love Zelda. I love Mario. I'm probably gonna say Mario. Now, why is so, that? Just every game has been a banger, or what is it about? Almost Mario? every game of Mario I enjoy. Like I 100%ed Mario Odyssey. I love that game. I couldn't put it down until I got every single, uh, every single moon in it. Um, there's very few Mario games I dislike. Like Mario Sunshine, I think was not good. I didn't enjoy playing it. I did not finish it. Um, uh, Mario 3D World. I know people love Mario 3D World. It's not my jam. I really enjoyed yeah. it, but I can I can understand someone not, but I really liked it. It's it's something about they tried to do two D and three D at the same time, and for me it just didn't jive. Like I had trouble making jumps. Like the isometric view didn't lend itself to platforming super well. See, I liked the isometric view in Super Mario Three D Land for the three DS, mm-hmm. and they carried that aesthetic forward into the Wii U game, and. That's one of the few Wii U games that's still trapped on that console, at least at time of recording. So it would be nice to see that come to the Switch so people do get to enjoy to experience it if that's their cup of tea. But I could totally understand where the change in perspective could impact your ability to enjoy it. Yeah, I think I was just looking for another 3D Mario. Like, And it wasn't oh, quite that. I will, no, it wasn't quite that. That's why when I got my hands on Odyssey, I just I fell in love with that. Okay. Personally, for you, what is more important, gameplay or story? I'll give you a second to ponder. And while you ponder, I will say that you can catch this show live on Twitch every week at 8-ish on Wednesday nights. And you can also catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash pressyyz. And if you're catching us on Twitch, it's at twitch.tv slash pressyyz. Back to Nathan. Uh, Um... It's hard, I know. That's why I made it one of the last yeah. questions. Gives me time to pimp our stuff. Yeah. Um, can we repeat the question? The pimping the stuff distracted Sorry. Me. Gameplay or story? What is more important to oh, you? Oh, gameplay story. Probably gameplay. I want to say I go back to games like Tetris, which is just all yeah. gameplay. Um, like, you can play a great game without a story, but if you've got a great story hidden behind terrible gameplay, you're not going to want to play it for Yeah, that totally makes sense. So, yeah. So this one's going to get real deep, and the answer cannot be okay. Animal Crossing. Okay. Do you have a guilty pleasure video game? A game that is so bad or oh. so many people do not like it, but you secretly really, really enjoy playing it. So, uh, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. I really enjoy Goat Simulator because of the absurdness of it. There were a bunch of games out at that time that kind of played on that absurdity. Uh, Octodad, Dadliest yep. Catch. That uh, was definitely a thing. Surgeon Simulator. Terrible game. Um, like, they're not great games, but I think they made themselves to be not great games. Yeah, they, they're, they're fulfilling the purpose of the original game design, which was to be a poorly designed game. Yeah, um, it goes back to, like, on my DVD shelf, which I have over there, which I haven't touched any of those, and my wife wants me to get rid of. There's a movie called Snakes on a Plane. I've had it with these mother-effing snakes on this mother-effing plane. Yeah. We all know it. I, yeah, everybody knows Snakes on a Plane. That was made to be a good B it was. movie. It wasn't made to be a great movie. And when I look at some of these games, and I'm like, these, like, some people are like, this is terrible. I'm like, they, this was done with intent. It was. Yeah, like they like the concept itself would be half baked if they did it on their own. So they've made this like they've gone all out on making these good, bad games, which I appreciate. Yeah. Now, those are good, bad games. You also talked about a bad, bad game in Superman 64. Other than Superman 64, because I know that probably wouldn't have been your default answer. And now I'm not giving you that cop out. What is the worst game you've ever played? Um... So if we're taking Superman 64 out of the mix... First off, would that have been the worst game you've ever played? 
probably. Okay. Uh, I rev- I reviewed um, the Bubsy remake a few years ago. Uh, Pause of Fury or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it by far was like my least favorite game in years. Uh, so that that's what's immediately sticking out of my head. The levels were filled like five or or six hundred, but like things of yarn that you had to collect they weren't fun to get like and every level had like five or six hundred of them <laughs> as you were running through like terrible. The terrible it was terrible um it's one of those games where most of the games we get are decent like like they, they have some design aesthetic to them they are designed with a purpose i just and- want to mention uh that there were two bubsy games in recent years uh there was bubsy the woolies strike back in 2000, 2017 uh, and then there was Bubsy Paws on Fire in 2019. So it was probably the 2017 game. Got it. Uh, that's the one I played. Okay. Uh, so um, it just it wasn't fun to play. Um, like, it was just bad game design. Like, just... And, like, most of the games, like I said... Oh, sorry, to get back on track. Most games, I think, are pretty good nowadays. You get a few really bad stinkers. But most games are, like, a 6 or a 7. Other than Cooking Mama Cookstar. And that has such a fun yes, story behind it. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly um, want to get my hands like, on that just out of sheer curiosity. Yeah. Um, but most of the games that you're going to get are decent games. They're not bad. Um, there's a lot of people designing these games who have played games and they're taking those experiences from playing games and they're putting them into what they've always wanted to make. Um, don't get me wrong there's a lot of crap on Steam but for the most part most of the stuff that ends up on like PlayStation Network or Xbox is going to be pretty good with the exception of Life of Black Tiger or something like that which sneaks through or if you look at the eShop um, that is just a smorgasbord of overpriced mobile game ports unfortunately but that's just a nature of them trying to strike while the iron is hot on the Switch being the hot new thing on the market where their games are portable to it with minimal code changes I would assume and and they just push their shovelware yeah. there and sell it for three cents and instead of free and people buy it and all that crap just rises to the top of the bestsellers list which is a shame uh it's it's mm. digging through that that's the i'm challenge. surprised the vita never got that how did the vita that never happened to the vita i don't because understand no one bought the vita didn't it sell really really well more than the wii u i don't think so did it? Did I it sell better than the Wii U? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the hell was Nintendo thinking? Um, unless the numbers have changed. It's been a year or two, a few years since I've looked, but the Vita numbers were ahead of the Wii U numbers. I own both, so I have no excuses. You guys didn't buy two really good consoles. Yep. Shame on you. Okay. my I, I'm, I'm so, down to my last right. question. Ooh, we got through all We got through the whole kit caboodle. Sweet. So, finally. All right, let's... Let's do this. It's another hypothetical. Okay. I'm ready. Man comes up to your door. Briefcase, $1 million cash. You're never allowed to play video games again. Okay. Do you take the cash? And you better hope your wife's not listening. Yeah, I was just saying, if my wife's there, I don't think I have a choice. (laughs) Your wife's not there. You're home alone. This anonymous person offers you a million dollars in cash on the spot, but you have to give up video games for life. Yeah. Uh... You know what? I'm going to say yes. You take the money? I probably take the money. You probably take the money. A million dollars can well, do a lot of things. I love video games, don't get me wrong. But, like, there'd be so many, like, not having a mortgage and car payments and having extra money. And there'd be other hobbies I could get back into. As we discussed, if video games weren't a thing, there's other things to fall back on. Uh, then you wouldn't be on this show. Well, I could still be on the show. I just. Uh, it's a video game podcast. Well, I could just talk about the history. You can't of video have games. anything to do with video games. Um, you can't consume any of the media, any of the YouTubers, any of the Twitches. None of it. You, it's all gone. Yeah. So I think most people, when they answer this, are going to cop out and say, no, I wouldn't take the money. I think that's incorrect. And I think most people would think very hard oh, it and is. probably take the money. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just joshing you at this point. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, I think that's the right answer. So at the end of the day, Nathan McInerney, you heard it here first, is a selfish asshole who would abandon us for a million dollars. And frankly, I don't blame him. Yeah. And with that, we can wrap up the show. Woo! We made it. We're done. We made it. First bonus episode of the show is in the tank. Excellent. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. I've been your host, Mitch George. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, at Mr. Mitch George. 
Nathan, where can people catch up with you? Uh, the underscore NMAC on Twitter. Uh, follow me on uh, ps4blog.net. Uh, where I do game reviews. I'm not going to pimp anything specifically because we don't know when this is going to come out, but just check out. I always have reviews popping up there. I've got several games uh, under review as we could talk right now. Um, you're being told you would take the money as well. Is my fiance in chat saying to take the money? Yep. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have told her to watch this show. Sorry, hon. <laughs> Cozy, you've been around with us. You've stuck with us through this hour, whatever it's been of this show. So feel free to pimp your stuff. I have. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Cozina. Yeah, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive. Uh, I've been told uh, that apparently my video is out of sync with my voice this video, but we'll be able to sort it out in the future. Thankfully, I'm not really on this episode. So can I, this, epi this can episode I was a test run yeah. slash figure out what this one-on-one -on -one format was going to be, and I think it went pretty well. So be sure to follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash pressyyz and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pressyyz. We've been... Before we go, can I try one thing? Oh, God. I'm interrupting. I want to try a new character for the show. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It's at the end of a show that people might never hear. See? This is why it's good. Hello. I'm Mermaid Batman. And I want to say goodbye to you. That was my new character, Mermaid Batman. And with that, thanks for playing.